cajoles a word not used enough <laughs> in the English language. <laughs> and I saw it and immediately thought calories for one second. Uh, but twas not. So <laughs> I'm okay with this word not appearing enough because I saw it and it's like <laughs> Like you said, it doesn't appear enough in the English <laughs> language, so I didn't even process. Oh yeah, that's cajoles. It went yeah. cajole. Yeah, <laughs> Welcome to Casuals Rutera. Episode 39, I'm your host Ryan here with your other host, Hatch. Yeah, we're keeping it serious here. Keeping it serious, keeping it real. This is a serious podcast. <laughs> oh my god, like, Hatch, we were doing our sound test and he decided to make an absurd noise right as I got the countdown to one, uh, which is not advised. But anyways, we're here. What's up? We're back. We did it. We're back. And I, I'm keeping it try hard of Runeterra. That's right, baby. Every episode is a blessing. So as usual up top, uh, we got a special up top for this episode. So the Twin Suns Open, which we mentioned uh, in the past coming down the pipeline, it's kind of the surprise we had for you guys. Uh, they did their, they had 128 people. They went through their Swiss this weekend. And then next weekend on April 10th, that's Saturday, uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, the stream starts for the top 16. And there's some cool decks. Uh, if you go to their Twitter, you can find a post about some data they pulled from their uh, Swiss matches, which is cool to see the variety of decks that came out because the tournament happened after the big 2.5 patch episode we talked about. If you haven't catched up on those notes, you can go check that out in our yeah. previous episode. Uh, cough, cough. It happened post-Ophelios and TF nerfs. Yeah. Cough, cough. Yeah. And it's reflected. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's going to be exciting. I mean, we're looking forward to that. Uh, obviously, they're friends of the show. And, you know, we're sponsoring, which is great. Uh, trying to support yeah. those grassroots movements. And the, I, I got to give them props to handling, you know, 128 players uh, for their first kind of big tournament. That Discord was pretty orderly. Everybody was nice. Everybody was kind. Any confusions, there's plenty of questions to be answered. Uh, but they handled it. And, you know, they had other people in the community handle it in the background as well. So props to them. It's not easy uh, running tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, even though, you know, it's not like a riot event. So there's not like an easy way to stream it. Um, it was still a lot of fun keeping up with everybody. Uh, so if you get a chance to check it out on the 10th, also get it, you know, take a look at the twin sons discord because sometimes we pop in there too, just to hang out and see what's going on. Also, so we can keep up with these decks and I can get salty that, you know, Lux isn't a top tier champion. Like she deserves to be, <laughs> you know what they say, Hatch, uh, be the hero you want or, or be the change you want to see, right? Oh, I'll, I'll get into me trying to be the change I want to see in a second, but <laughs> I, I'll let you continue with our housekeeping first. So as always, you can listen to us everywhere. Follow us on Twitter. Keep up to date on episodes. The easiest way is at Podcast Core. That's Podcast C-O-R. And you can send an email to the same name at gmail.com. Please leave a like, follow, and a short review slash comment. And tell a friend to stay aware of the hunt by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. Nice. Yes. The, the hunt game. is on. State of the game. So, 
as always, you know who whose deck I'm following. Um, I'm playing now a miss. Uh, uh, it's kind of a mash of decks that I've been playing, which one being the J4 Garen deck I was playing for a while. The other one being the Marauder deck I was playing for a while. Uh, and those are smushed together. And I've been playing that with the recent J4 buffs. And it's been pretty good. At first, first it was kind of rough because it does pl- change the play of the deck. Uh, J4 is an interesting card. He's very unique yeah. with his flash ability. And that's something I had to get used to uh, playing with, setting up, and playing around. So yeah, I'm enjoying I, it still. So yeah, I, no complaints I think here. Every, everyone's going to end up having to get used to it because the buff, the buff doesn't make him feel like like exponentially better but it's definitely nice to see so i think a lot of decks are just going to start trying to squeeze him in there now because he he's in a good spot yeah finally just it's a strong car especially if you can flip him which is more difficult than you would think in the standard trading environment slash chump blocking environment uh because it, it, it it's you know keeping your character alive Without a deck that specifically focuses on dumpies like a Soraka uh, Kench deck, uh, you you have a lot of trading going on. So you don't really get that survivability. So even though he can be triggered while he's in the deck, doesn't happen as often as you think until you actually play with the card. It's really hard to pull off. It honestly is hard to pull off. All right, Hedge, um, what are you playing? Yeah, and you know, I, I like how you're saying that this is a mashup of decks that you've been playing. We're gonna have to change the name of the podcast to the the jewelry fans of, <laughs> of Room Terra. <laughs> Just won't sound as nice as Core. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, it's again trying to be the change that you want to see, Ryan. Yeah. Um, so I I was excited for this episode coming mm-hmm. up, and I, I also. Any chance that I get to try to make a fun Lux deck, I'm going to hop on it. So I spent a good chunk of this last week playing a Kindred Lux deck. Uh, Yeah. uh, And which was basically just, I see creature, I kill creature. Mm -hmm. Um, That was kind of like the whole idea of the deck. It's it's not good because both (laughs) Lux and Kindred have no real way to end the game by themselves. Yeah. and I wasn't really building a way to end the game. I was just building a way to kill all creatures. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I knew what I was doing. It just didn't feel good, but I couldn't <laughs> stop myself. Um, so I then spent the rest of the week uh, playing Mono Sharima because, again, I I have so much fun just flipping yeah. over the sun disc. Uh, and also... Uh, tweaking around my decks again to see how the new hierophant uh changes mm-hmm. feel uh, uh so you know at the moment kahiri's taking a, a seat on the bench but i don't know how long that'll last and i'm gonna keep trying to see what i can do with sharima it's fun yeah you were you know you hit the nail on the head when we talked about the before the patch episode um where you went into solo sharima and that turned out to be an actual thing uh, that started popping up on ladder and to watch the disc so to watch like one champion flip and then the other champion flip and then the disc flip and then both champions flip is one of the most tilting things to experience because it, it's it, it reminds me of everyone has played metal gear solid four and no. if you have, you know that game <laughs> oh, is mostly no. cutscenes. There is no game there. It's a movie. 
and your life turns into a movie when that happens to you and you're about to lose and it's the worst thing because you can't get to the surrender button fast you just, enough you just got your mouse in the top right hand of the top right hand corner of your screen just spam clicking like, give me the menu <laughs> see i'm on the other side of that so like i like I can confirm, all right, you mm-hmm. may have had your suspicions about Sharima players when that when that cutscenes are happening. Yeah. And I can confirm, yes, all Sharima players, when they are in these hour-long cutscenes of the Sharima champions flipping over, we are miming the whole, like, everything, you know, like, if oh, when it's no. a zero flipping, we, we, we've got the, our hand yeah. up with the oh, sand. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're, we're living our best life at that point. I'm disgusted. <laughs> I am disgusted. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. This topic, brisk bow or jagged jaws. We're talking about Kindred. Uh, this one's interesting. Kindred's an interesting concept. So because it is more of a concept than a champion. Yes. Uh, but as always, we start with the spells here. So yeah, what do we so, got? So uh wanted to kind of pick one that's kind of more that a card that act, people actually see a lot uh for this one uh so we're we're gonna be looking at unto dusk so unto dusk is a two mana burst speed so one mana shy of being op uh but two mana burst speed spell draw one and it has nightfall on its nightfall trigger activate an allies nightfall effect ignoring any targeted uh, portions so it just lets you get a free trigger of nightfall on something that's in play uh, most everyone has been seeing this with uh, a lot of uh, a, the one i've seen the most has been like a zero lucian um mm. where you are or no not even a zero lucian a zero uh, was it Malkai? It's a with Shadow Isles, and then it's Azir, and you trigger Doom Beast. Yeah. So then you have like a Shadow Isles kind of burn deck. To yeah, I've seen give it more. Beast, yeah. Yeah, give it a lot more of an aggro feel. So that deck also plays the mirror that allows you the zero cost allows you to clone something and give it ephemeral. So yes. it's like the for, for a tip for you know listeners out there, since you guys are more casual, most likely kill Doom Beast. Like kill, kill it as fast as you can because Get that is it. what's going to kill you. <laughs> Get rid Everything of it. Everything else in that deck is irrelevant. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Again, you build your Lux decks, see creature, kill creature. Um, yes. But uh, th- this card obviously is really good yeah. and has been used a lot for that kind of burn feel. But it, everyone kind of knew that this was going to be seeing play in decks whether it was good or not just because it's two mana draw a card mm-hmm. like anything that kind of replaces itself in a hand at a decent mana cost is worth seeing what's what it's what it does like yep. worth seeing the effect but the big reason that we're talking about it today is um what a lot of people don't look at which we're going to uh, a combination of the art which is a floating mask and the flavor text on this one and it's a quote and it says Come, child, no need to be afraid. And it's a quote of the Mask Mother. And does that actually mean anything today? Who is the Mask Mother? Who is that? And you know what? Let's let's try to answer that question real quick. What? We got answers? Because the follower for this week mm-hmm. is going to be the Mask Mother. Surprise. Right? 
So first we'll talk about the card. It's a two mana, two, two with fearsome. Mm-hmm. And on the play, kill an ally to grant me its stats and keywords. Um, which obviously since it's a sacrifice mechanic in Shadow Isles, that's always something that is worth looking into because Shadow Isles has things that are worth killing. Um, everyone, the, what is it? Curse Keeper? Like, uh, the you can climb pretty easy as long as you aren't playing like a potato yeah. if you're building decks around killing curse keeper mm-hmm. so this is another sack outlet so that way you always have a chance to have a sack outlet into a card that's worth sacrificing um so this is something that's kind of worth keeping in mind but the mask mother let's talk about the mask mother because i i'm i know personally i haven't seen this card too much on ladder so who is the Mask Mother? All right. And if we look at the flavor text, they say the Mask Mother created Kindred, just as she created all the incarnations of death. But from whom did she receive her mask if she didn't craft it herself? <gasps> so the Mask Mother, like, already has this feeling of, like, in Rune Terra being a ethereal being that is creating these masks that a lot of these spirits are wearing, but the mask mother also wears a mask. So is this a thing where it's ancient peoples are creating these masks uh, like as a worship towards this spirit of death? Or is it a thing that there's someone else out there that's making these masks and only these spirits of death wear these masks? And uh, what is mask mother's relationship to kindred? Who knows? And I, I I had a lot of fun just trying to you know, find all the pieces of Mask Mother. Yeah, it, it's a really neat connection uh, for this episode. And it's a definite, you know, who watches the watchers situation, right? That's always a reference that you see in, you know, tons of media. When you think about these big ethereal beings, or these bigger than life beings, it's like, okay, well, they exist. But who exists above them, right? Well, how high does this ladder go? Uh, and we don't know. We don't know right now. Yeah. Where is Scooby Doo? I... <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Ex- exactly. Exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, who else is going to take their masks off? It was old man Thatcher. <laughs> so that takes us into our main topic, obviously, which is Kindred. Uh, so not Scooby-Doo. Sorry to ruin it uh, for everyone. <laughs> Boo. Boo this man. Oh, man. But Kindred is interesting because we've talked about, you know, creatures like Maokai, um, you know, even Lulu to some respect. Anivia. Uh, uh, Anivia and even uh, Nocturne, right? Like we've talked about him in our episodes. So check those episodes out uh, if you haven't. But that being said is when Kindred is talked about in the biography and the stories, it's just a matter of fact. It's not about incidents that happen. There is no specific incident. There is no specific adventure. It's just these are the rules and we are informing you. So Kindred is just the embodiment of not just death, but the past towards death, right? So you have the one that people would think is the actual champion, which is Lamb, which is the white creature you see in the art. 
which represents the path to death with acceptance. So the easy path. Uh, and that, that character also has the bow, the shining bow. And then the character with it is Wolf, which is the black wolf-like being uh, that's traveling around it most of the time. And that represents the path of death for yeah, those for, who resist. For everyone that plays Runeterra, the easiest way to connect it is the trigger when Kindred marks something. Mm-hmm. That little black streak that goes and marks the uh, that creature is wolf. Yep. And Lamb's known for using the bow for swift passing. And then Wolf is known for using his jaws to deliver a gruesome end. Uh, he He's known for a passing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, how dare you make this difficult? But as, you know, we go through these regions, if you listen to our previous episodes, every region has its own kind of culture and each culture, like in the real world, has different representations of what kindred means to them. So for Damasia, it's said that a true Damasian turns to face Lamb to take the arrow. Whereas in uh, Noxus, it's said that Wolf leads the hunt because most people in Noxus will run away as he chases down the targets. Like they don't, they don't have that same concept of an honorable death as Damasia has. So they have a different view, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in Freljord, they have the term kiss the wolf, which is a very tribalistic um, uh, view on it, uh, where they honor his chase and they promise him the blood of their enemies. So yeah. since they live on a constant path of being close to death, they're like, you will chase us, but we will only give you our enemies, which is yeah. a cool. That's really badass. It, it's really cool. It, like the first time the first time I read it, too, is also a little confusing because I was mm-hmm. like, hang on a second. How are you kissing wolf? Because then that just means that you're accepting your death. So that means lamb. And then I definitely got in my own head way too much. And then you started to spiral. Uh, Oh, God. (laughs) But then Bilgewater has a more celebratory event where it's after each harrowing, which is a card we've covered in the past. Check out those Shadow Owl episodes. Uh, They celebrate and honor both lamb and wolf. Uh, so that's kind of cool. I like that that's specified in the biography uh, for Kindred, uh, giving us more world building, right? That's that's something that we've mentioned that they do well as we've gotten this far, right? Uh, so Absolutely. there are mentions of some who do escape the pair, right? But they suffer nightmares similar to Nocturne, right? In the Nocturne episode, we talked about you know when people become targets, they're ravished by these nightmares and sights that consume them until they are caught or uh, finally meet their end. And the same thing happens here with Kindred. So there might be even a correlation between the two that we haven't linked yet. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, like I, I, my favorite bit as far as that they're struck, like they're stricken with nightmares until the day that they give themselves the lamb or caught by wolf. Um, because it's like, yeah, like basically if you're, if Kindred's on your tail, uh, it's final destination. Yeah, like it's, exactly. That's good. That's like good you example. can dodge it as much as you want. They're still there. Yeah. They still come. Yeah. Like, so they're going to get you. Don't drive behind trucks that are carrying logs. Don't we all learned it. that at a very young age. Don't know. <laughs> you steer wide. And it's the moment the lane opens, you gas it. <laughs> but where this wraps up here is why we have the shadow Isles region labeled for kindred is because Kindred remains close to the Shadow Isles at all times. So despite doing its mission, uh, their mission to go find others um, outside of it, they always come back because what happened in the Shadow Isles is such a, uh, I would say, a celestial experience 
that they're constantly waiting for this concept of undead souls to be released so they can meet their fate, which is death, right? Yeah. Uh, but they're in between, and that's something that's very unique to the Shadow Isles, which draws Kindred close to it yeah. uh, because it, there's a lot of work to be done in the it, Shadow it's unique, Isles. It's unique to the Shadow Isles because it's the uh, ground zero of Ruination 1.0, yeah. not not to be confused with Sharima's Ruination 2.0. <laughs> yeah. um, so I like I, it, it, one of the things I'm, I'm looking forward to is if we can dive more into like this – like what Kindred does in the realm of Valoran, like if there's any connections with them in Sharima, because it they are stuck to Shadow Isles because of all these undead souls, and they're mm -hmm. just waiting to actually reap their souls. And it's like, well, Sharima's got a lot under the sands. They got a lot going on down there, everybody and their mama. Yep. So yep. this takes us to the card, because uh, it's a very short story. And the Kindred card is interesting. It's seeing a good amount of play. Uh, it is a card that has to be dealt with because it can take the game away from you uh, very easily. Uh, but it's it's interesting as well. So Kindred is a five cost five. Oh, sorry, not five cost five five. It's a five cost four Wait. four to start. Yeah, five cost well, five five. I know, right? Off the bat. <laughs> off the what? bat. All no, right. Five, yeah, five cost four four with quick attack that has the first time you slay a unit each round, I mark the weakest enemy. Round end, kill units with my mark. Now, the most important thing about this card that I think a lot of people didn't know, since it is one of the newer ones, is that they have to be alive for that trigger to happen. Even though they're right. marked, if the card dies, the trigger goes away. Yeah, um, and it like that's important only for the trigger because the level up condition is that two uh that kindred has seen two marked enemies die um and so like if you kill them before the end turn <coughs> with the mark you still get the level up effect <coughs> for kindred but you don't get the trigger that like you kill the thing it, it was a little confusing at first, but yeah. it it does make sense. Yeah. So once you satisfy, you know, that that level up, we get the next form naturally. And the quote here is also important uh, because it's a sing songy tune, <laughs> which I feel like I feel like this is there's no there's no uh, uh, it's not attributed to anybody, uh, but it feels like something from a Bilgewater citizen or during the celebration that would say this, right? So once there was a lonely man who split himself in twain. From one came two, born anew, never alone again. Uh, that's yeah, it, really cool. It sounds like a sea shanty. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like we, Casuals of Rune Terror, we're making it official. That is a quote from Bilgewater. We will not we're accept. we our foot down. The experts have spoken. Yeah, we are the experts in this field. And like any complaints <laughs> that you have can be, you know, sent to us at podcastcore at gmail.com. <laughs> and we love the feedback. We really do. So then we get the flip and it's, you know, a five, five. You get that standard plus one, plus one keeps the quick attack. Uh, and this time it says the first time you slay a unit each round, grant me plus two, plus two. And I mark the weakest enemy uh, round end kill unit with my mark. I, so it doesn't really get any test. fancier. Yeah, yeah. It, I can attest it is really satisfying to be having like a 9-9 nine, nine quick attack unit on your board that just kills stuff for free. Like, it, it, yeah, the it's grant satisfying. keyword is important, yeah. yeah Remember, it, grant means it sticks. 
Oh, it sticks and it's satisfying. <laughs> it's really nice. Uh, did, is this a good combination with Lux? It's not, and I'm sad. But <laughs> it's very satisfying to play. And then we get a continuation of the shanty here, which is death took the form of hunters. None escape such as they. One cajoles with arrow and bow. One chases down its prey. Uh, cajoles, a word not used enough <laughs> in the English language. <laughs> and I saw it and immediately thought calories for one second. Uh, but twas not. So <laughs> I'm okay with this word not appearing enough because I saw it and it's like... Uh, like you said, it doesn't appear enough in the English yeah. language, so I didn't even process. Oh, yeah, that's cajoles. It went, yeah. cajole. Yeah, <laughs> my, my mind. That was the second step. So I went from calories to cajole, and I was like, oh, no, I'm in trouble. I've committed to this. Hey, I'm glad I let you read it. Oh, man. But yeah, so that kind of takes us through the Kindred experience, uh, which is cool. We got another, you know, a larger than life champion uh, to because because we're going to get more of them. Right. And and we've had more deities released, more celestials, more stuff like that in League of Legends that hopefully will come over to the game so we can talk more about it. And, you know, there may be as we do our region episodes where we talk more about outside of just champion focused uh, storylines. Uh, we'll get into those places where we kind of compare multiple ones. And, and I am excited to start seeing a little bit more of these like deity-like characters appearing in Runeterra. Because if we get more of them, it they've already sh like, shown us with at Riot that we their events are going to be a little involved. Which we didn't get like a kindred event, but the events that we got for like Sharima was incredible so yeah. if we start getting more of these deities and they're already showing us like a lot more of lore in runeterra uh, it's exciting to see what kind of events might actually tag along with these guys coming in and maybe even get more to the story that already exists too exactly so this takes us to the port point in the episode as always where we either have a question or challenge for young hetchington here uh oh boy but this one is you know, as obscure as the character himself, is what would be the antithesis of Kindred? Not even within the lore, but if we had to come up with, you know, something that would be the opposite of this coin, what would it be? Uh, I kind of struggled with it because if you think about, you know, life, uh, we, we have concepts like maybe Valkyries, right? So if you, like the honorable death that takes you the Valkyrie route is more, uh, cumbersome versus accepting death peacefully would take you like an angel route, like a standard angel. What do you think? I don't know. Yeah, I think that as far as the antithesis, it'd be more a the cycle of rebirth. So oh, that way, okay. instead instead of instead of like you know, dying and moving on to the next yeah. thing, you die and you come back. Um, which, uh, I like that line a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, it, which obviously, like in League, we already have like a Nivea. Yeah. Um, spoilers: their stories aren't connected. Yeah. But Riot, I can help you write it. Like, <laughs> he like, has his first draft. Like, Ken, right here. Kindred, Kindred is Kindred wants that egg. 
Yeah. I, I've I've got it. I've got it all up here. And then all you have to do is reach out to me at podcastcore at gmail. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like if a, if not rebirth, then maybe like just go with the um, uh, almost go with like the pagan sense of like the the pagan fertility uh, rituals and stuff. Where then you know trying to keep it PG, uh, but. Yeah. You know, like the new life coming into the world. So then you have like this being that is just ushering you on to the next plane. So yeah. here are beings coming into this plane. So yeah, I like the, I like the rebirth aspect because with the with what you mentioned, you can still have the two paths where one rebirth could be you know if you fight or or if you fight death or you lived like a let's say an indecent lifestyle then your rebirth would be into like a subservient role or like an insect, like a, you know, like a poo bug or whatever. Or if you were like self-sacrificing or somebody who was for the people and then you pass, then you're exalted, almost like being ascended, right? When you come back, you come back as somebody of importance or whatever, and then you can have a character based on that. And then you can have them clash with, you know, cause that would be a great angle so I don't know what your story is that you're trying to pitch, yeah. but I think having two uh, beings of that kind of power and then have a Nivea in the middle would create a yeah. little a little pocket now, story like, there. No, no, because what I what I'm thinking is like you die, right? Yeah. Like le- less about like the life that you led and stuff. You die, and then you just kind of wake up, and you're like, where the heck am I? And there's just like a nice big exit sign, <laughs> and then and it's like, oh, I got to get. I guess I got to get out of here. And before yeah. you realize that you're heading to the exit, Kendra just appears. And Kendra's Ooh. like, you're coming with me. And then it's just <laughs> run for your life. And then Wolf appears. And then Wolf appears. Like The exit was directly in front of you. And now that Wolf is just there. Run. Yeah. Oh, man. Riot animators. Get on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can flesh out any details that you want, Riot. I'm here for you. <laughs> so with that, as always, thanks for listening. And we'll be back very soon with the next episode. That's right. Is it going to be Noxus? It's not. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Take care.